0: reps are here we dare to dream and tx water polo has plans on today's show we're back it's me james smith in austin texas joe linehan is in north texas hi joe
1: hey james how are you
0: yeah what have you been up to
1: um <laughs> got back from utah this past weekend It yeah. is what uh, today's tuesday so you know it's yeah. our first podcast of the year so i'm excited
0: I'm excited too. I'm sure the tens or twenty people listening to this have have been have missed us. We took last week off because um, ODP was such a it, that's a logistical issue for me. And it takes up so much of my time, and it, so and there wasn't a huge amount to talk about last week. But now. We're kicking things back up. I mean, things are getting up to speed very quickly. But um, both of us were in Utah, where it never stopped snowing over the weekend. But there's a whole bunch of uh, Texas teams that went. It was a good time. You were there administratively, I guess you would call it. And I was there as the head coach for the boys. Um, a good time, right? Yeah,
1: it actually snowed more in North Texas than it did in Utah. But, yeah.
0: Did it really? Because that, well, that's a different kind of snow. You know, all due so, respect to yeah. Dallas. but I don't know.
1: think... I don't think the people in North Texas kinda care. It's a different type of snow. It's snow. <laughs> I mean it's no like four inches in Denton. So Okay. Uh, fair and, enough. And yeah, I mean so yeah, I mean and it and yeah, it did snow a little bit in Salt Lake City, but I think that was kinda I, I think that was one of the things that the kids liked. So
0: there was just nothing but snowball fights all weekend. It was pretty good.
1: And I think even some of the um like like the Southwood zone coaches kind of went up to Park City and did like, like the Olympic like the Olympic Park and went down the slides. I think there were some kids that went and snowboarded yeah. and skied. The, yeah. either the day before or, or they stayed the day after. So I, I think people took and families kind
0: of took advantage of the. Uh, Winter festivities up there for sure. Most most definitely. So, and what we're talking about is ODP had its first West Region Championships ever. So it was held in Park, uh, Salt Lake City, I was going to say Park City, Utah. Um, It involved the teams from Hawaii, from the Pacific Northwest, from Southwest Zone, um, Mountain Zone, um, and it was uh, all age groups all and, and both genders. So there was at least, what, 100 and, no, more than 100 games over the weekend, Right. Some of that. I mean, and then the West Region kind of festival really wasn't a
1: championship because there were no placing games.
0: Right. That's a good point. You know, we did, well, I've called it that ever since they introduced it to us as coaches that it would be a West Region tournament. I've called it the championship, but that's right. Once you see the schedule, you see it's all predetermined. There's no final rankings, there are unofficial final rankings, and Texas, Texans did pretty well, actually, overall. Um, I will start with my team, the Southwest Zone Stripes. Development boys went three and one. We lost to a uh, very strong team from the Pacific Northwest. Um, the cadets, they, they, uh, the, the stripes, boys stripes went four and zero. Oh. So. Of all the Texas teams, uh, or Southwest Zone teams, they ha- came away with the best record. Um, Southwest Zone girls cadets were 3-1. and one. Um, Youth, a little bit uh, more, well, S- Southwest Zone stars got, were 3-1. and one. Southwest Zone girls were 3-1. and one. So it was, a, it, was, it was a great weekend uh, of competition, and the feedback, both from parents and from those who were participating, was almost universally positive. You're always going to have complaints. I had some of my own, but overall, it was uh, a, a very good weekend yeah I mean I have my
1: concerns going into the weekend this yeah kind of this being a like of like a first time event, but I think it was it was tremendous I mean it was a little tight there with the three courses in the one facility, yes, but I believe that that was great I mean it was packed from uh morning to night, a lot of different people in there I thought that uh, like the various uh, zones were like team light, like the boys were cheering on the girls, the girls were cheering on the boys. You don't necessarily get that at like JOS and such like that. So, and I think the Southwest zone, um, and the Texas kids, they were like kind of, kind of leading the charges first as far as, as, as kind of cheering for each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of throughout the weekend. And, uh, there were a bunch of Texas chants out there. I, yep. think, I, I, I think I even saw a Texas flag up, uh, yep. kind, of, kind of up in the stands. And yep. you know, and there's a ton of parents went out there too. So a lot. I mean, um, I would probably say what about 60, 70 percent of the kids had parents out there from the yep. Southwest Zone teams. Mm-hmm. Maybe even um, more. Yeah. And they were very successful. Um, and I just for those that don't know, I mean, it like each. Southwood zone age group and gender brought either one or two teams out to this event. And that is youth cadet and development. And if you did bring two teams, then you split the two teams evenly. And, and I think uh, most of the teams either went two and two or three and one, or there was even a couple four four Yeah. So um, I don't think anybody else kind of could really say that that out there of the other zones, the Pacific Northwest, the mountain zone, and also the group from um, out in, in in Hawaii. So. Yeah, yeah. There were no boys from Hawaii, but there were girls like yeah, kind and out there, but it was it was tremendous. I think they got to meet some people from other areas that they don't normally see and I I mean, I talked to some of the kids, I talked to a, a lot of the parents and everybody kind of seemed to have a good time.
0: Yeah. I I I know those Hawaii girls were around because I heard them on the floor of my hotel. They were having a good time. At that, what time that, that... of night? Yeah, not too late. Ten thirty or something like that and after our uh, bed check. Ten thirty or ten o'clock is the bed check for our zone for the boys. But it was fine.
1: About, but that's like what about five o'clock their time? So
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that is a good point. I didn't think about that. They're partying all night as far as they're concerned. But they were also up early. I think I, I know one of their teams had a seven o'clock game because we were in the uh, in the elevator together. That was a bit of a rough start. But yeah, a really good weekend overall. Um, uh, credit to the hosts. They did a very nice job. I will concur with you. Well, here's the deal about the pool size, what you were talking about. It was a little tight. It was a little tight. It, you know, altogether, again, it's, that's a, not that big a deal, except that you and I even talked about this. Man, this tournament belongs in Texas, Joe. And maybe someday it will
1: come to Texas, but Salt Lake City in the, in the three zones plus Hawaii that are involved in this is kind of central that's it's, true it, it is a central location. Brad Piercy and his team there did yeah yeah they have done a ton of events you know throughout the years uh from zone teams to uh uh some other west region terms kind of kind of way back in the day and Brad did a great job with this uh tournament so a uh, shout out to Brad who I'm sure is not listening but um <laughs> it is it is one of those things where I mean, he was a godsend. I mean, he is the aquatic director. He also runs Kern's water pole there and without Brad that event, it would have been something else. Yeah. So, and, but uh, you know, and Brian Linton and Ryan Cunane and their staffs, they did a great job as far as the event side from USA water pole. Um, I mean, it looked great. All the lane lines kind of looked great and there were even some six meter lane lines in there too. So what do you think about the new rules?
0: Um, what I kept talking, and I talked to Spencer Dornan, who's my colleague. He coaches the youth for our zone. Um, Pegasus. Yeah. And Pegasus, he's, he's younger than I am by maybe a decade, maybe a little bit older, but all this popping the ball and the six meter part, not the six meter part so much, but the popping the ball, putting it back into play. It's like way it's, it's totally recognizable to those of us who played in the eighties. It's a, it's a bit of a return of that. Now there's some confusion about, getting the ball back in play like why can't you just lay the ball on the water and start swimming um it's a little bit of a nuance you have to sort of visibly drop the ball in the water and then you can start swimming and then it's in play but it, it's a bit of a flashback altogether i don't know if that i don't know if that's the way you looked at it too yeah i mean
1: it's i mean for those that aren't aware USA Waterpolo is fully implementing all the new rules from fina starting jan 1 of, of this year and the ODP they uh, they've been running those rules kind of in their competition mm-hmm. for the last few years, or I'm sorry, the last uh, year or so. But uh, I-, I thought it was good. I mean, it's it's the game really doesn't change that much. No. But um, there are some little things, and I believe the referees were instructed to be very very tight on the rules. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so if the kid didn't, if an athlete didn't kind of either or either bring the ball up and shoot. Or either, or either bring the ball up and pass right away, they were called for a turnover if they did not kind of pop the ball up in the air and back in their hand. Yeah. I do. There is the, um, again, I think that if the ball is just lying there on the water and if you just swim into it, if you, if you don't have your hand touch it and kind of, and yeah, and kind of let go, that's a turnover. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I also think kind of calling the delay against the goalie when there's no pressure exactly these are the little interpretations that'll kind of kind of figure themselves out by
0: the time the summer season rolls around so you think oh okay those those seem to be like the changes that come over you know the course of a year and a half or something like that so if it was Uh, something like that could come up this summer that'd be awesome
1: i mean this is this is i mean they they typically change rules every three four years or so and there's been some major changes in the past and that's kind of kind of kind of, typically what happens, like kind of give you an example. Technically in the rule book, it is if you go, if you chase the goalie and, uh, and foul them, you you can be charged for an exclusion. And it was called very tight. If yeah, it sure. If a was. person looked at the goalie the wrong way, yeah, they were excluded. And it was eventually everybody came to a nice even keel and a proper in, yeah, interpretation that used common sense. Yeah. But, you know, that's and that sometimes kind of take some time so
0: i know i
1: know i forgive them
0: all right um i gotta go grab a cup of coffee so we'll take a break uh this break actually features our professionally recorded plea for funding um which has and you guys have come through with that so we're really grateful for that but uh, we'll be right back in many podcasts
1: this time would be filled with ads for electric toothbrushes or recruiting services not here instead we are asking you to show your support for TX Water Polo by donating to it. Go to txwaterpolo.com/donate and help us continue covering the sport we love in the Lone Star State. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's water flow programs and home of our Kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Water Polo, I
0: always listen to the TX Water Polo podcast. It's gone and I my hopes have all faded it's James and Joe back after city a city whirlwind city. weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. Now we're back uh, on home turf. Um, I'm not a big fan of this weather, Joe. I'd rather have the snow, to be honest. But um, we're back, and next uh, tournament that's coming up on the calendar is Dare to Dream. This Saturday, I will be there uh, in between swimming events for my daughter. But yeah, I'll be there, and so will you, right?
1: I will be there as well. I'm the one running the tournament. So. That's what I figured. USA Waterpulled uh, Dare or Dream Texas Festival. It's going to be at the new pool on the campus of Lamar High School in Houston. Um, we have 23 total teams entered into the event. And that's uh, 13, 12 and under mixed teams, 5, 10 and under uh, uh, mixed teams, and 5, 12 and under girls teams. So it's going to be a lot of water pool in a very short amount of time because we can, there's a swimming at the pool, so we can't really start till about 2 o'clock. The games are going till late on Saturday, and then everybody gets done about three or four o'clock on Sunday. And it's going to be what about about sixty about sixty plus games or so wow. in a very short amount of time. So
0: what I I forgot that the so Dare to Dream is both in California and Texas at the same time. And last year it was in Or. Orange County, right? Orange County and Texas at the same time, and they added another site in, in Northern California. So three different tournaments featuring the youngest age groups.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. And we actually, the one in Southern California has 23 teams. We actually have 23 teams, so it's good. Beautiful. Granted, theirs is only a 10 and under event, so ours uses the 12s. But we only had, I think we only had what 10 teams in this tournament last year. So this is a big step in the right direction. And I think it's just going to keep growing and growing. It's going to be fun.
0: The idea is specifically to address these these age groups, right? I mean, this, that's, that's the whole idea behind the tournament.
1: I mean, I don't know if I'd use the term address, but, I mean, it's to have a tournament that it really focuses on those age groups because a lot of times, you know, these big tournaments that are going on down in Houston or Austin or North Texas, you're going to have, you know, 18s, 16s, 14s, 12s, and then, you know, the 12s are kind of put over at the pool over here on the side, and the focus isn't necessarily on them. This tournament is on. The focus is only on the little guys. Right. And, you know, and we're even – and then we're bringing out the 10 and under rules this weekend. So it's going to be a shorter course and smaller goals and smaller balls. It's going to be two 12-minute running halves. The 10s are also, are also going to play five on five, which is four field players and one goalie as well. Oh, fun. yeah. That's great. And then – the 12 and under girls are going to use the same rules as the 12 and under mixed and the same courses, but they're also going to play five on five with four okay. field players and one goalie. The reason for that is I just wanted to make it easier for teams to enter girls teams. No kidding. Cause that's that is if there's one aspect of water polo, uh, not just in Texas in the Southwest zone, but across the country, it's girls water polo. Yeah. You need to get more girls water polo going. And, um, and that's and this is just kind of one way that we're doing it here
0: so yeah that's good a lot of people don't really recognize that back in the 90s this this sport was in horrible shape the NCAA was considering dropping it the number of men's teams and the NCA was right around 40 which is a I don't know if it's official but at least an unofficial threshold for the amount of teams that you need to have NCA sanction so they started women's water polo and it absolutely uh, turned the sport around so yeah we should be growing that a lot more here yeah. um so and, and and the big thing is like you know last year we had
1: that like about 10 teams, but we had probably like six or seven clubs kind of, kind of represented right. this year. We have 23 teams and we have probably 11, 12 clubs. O, o represented. Yeah. This is, this is a huge step, you know, and um you know, teams that had some kids play with somebody else last year are entering their own teams this year. Right. So, and that's a big step and I'm very excited because this is what we want to do is we want to, have more younger kids. If everybody has more younger kids, the older kids are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. It's and just it's just getting a, a critical mass of younger kids in your club that is going to help you build your club kind of for the long term.
0: Yeah. So, and and you talk to these coaches even more than I do, and the number of them who tell me about doing splash ball or some version of it or even like swim lessons that incorporate a ball, that kind of stuff is increasing all the time um it's it's a it's a good sign for the entire state because like you said that's going to drive growth uh up i mean the, the uil decision is a big one because it's gonna it 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 basically puts the stamp of approval on the sport in the state but on the other end of the age spectrum just uh just basically focusing on these age groups is going to be a big deal too
1: yeah it's huge and and the focus on the age groups, it's gonna be able to get kids playing at, a, at an earlier age. Cause I mean, even in, even in California, about 25, 30 years ago, nobody started water polo before they were a freshman in high school. Now, and now you have athletes that are starting at 11, 12, and getting exposed yet of the sport. They don't have to just play water polo, but at least get exposed to the sport at the youngest age possible. That, that might mean that they're gonna stick around oh, with the sport for a longer time. Plus it might just bring a better level of athlete over over to the sport as well, yeah. and and that's and that's the one thing that you know uh, we've been struggling with you know for years and years just getting athletes kind of interested at an early level, and that's and it's and I and I love to hear all the all the different stories and all the different programs that are going on out there right now. I mean, and, and not everything's working, but you know, um, you know, it's a it's 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 a bit of trial and error for the various teams out there, but um it's it's yeah it's going to work in the long run
0: so. yeah 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 i need to talk to you someday about um because you just brought up a good point back in the day when i was at it's called beat swim club in long beach california it was a swim team that had water polo and that's why i started playing when i was 12 but you're absolutely right like that I, now that i think about it there's per, i can't think of more, well my swim team has a water polo program but other than that the swim teams just don't associate themselves directly with water polo programs like they oh. used to yeah
1: and yeah and yeah and that's true and that's probably true across the country i think so you yeah. know i mean i think it's the specialization of sport and you know swimming might view a water polo as a bit of a threat but i mean a lot of people view like you know a lot of people within the water polo world are are kind of thinking that oh you know we are competing against swimming for athletes when in reality I don't see that I think we're competing against soccer and lacrosse and yeah in peewee football and stuff like that kind of for the type of athletes that we want to have in our sport yeah I mean it's like this okay I ask you a question James so 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 would you want uh, to teach a team of swimmers? Kind of how to pass the ball and kind of how to do the X's and O's, or would you rather teach a, a team of basketball players how to swim? Um, kind of how to swim. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And, no. uh, and and yeah and then given three months,
0: what team do you think could be better? It's my fa- among my favorite uh, bar discussions to have Um, the I'll take the latter I want the people who know spatial relationships how to throw a ball I'll take lacrosse I'll take soccer I'll take basketball Uh, I love those guys they typically and and girls I should be specific one of the best girls I ever had on uh, uh, on a high school team was a basketball player so yeah I'm a big fan of that. Good, good. I do think you have to work on your bar talk, though, because if you're yeah. talking about youth water polo at the bar, I think you have other issues, but that's OK. Well, and I don't go to bars very often. So there you go. There you go.
1: But yeah, um, yeah but no, it's I mean, this weekend's going to be exciting. Um, and thank you to Viper Pitchin for hosting. Uh, Scott Slay and uh, Rudy Thomas and their crew down there are, are going to do a great job. They even bought a big, huge, inflatable 10 and under course if they uh that kind of fits perfectly in their diving well there and it just it's 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 from the sidelines you get the goals it's everything incorporated into one big
0: unit it's gonna I be awesome i think i've seen those on youtube but now i'm i'm looking forward to seeing that actually in in use that's really cool
1: and then the and then the 10 Us are gonna have these uh little tiny balls that yeah that we're gonna use i mean it's gonna be I mean it's it is a it is a it is a festival type kind of kind of atmosphere it's not going to be a championship type setting so everybody has four scheduled games and playing can yeah in yeah and playing different teams kind of not from their area so I'm kind of really excited to see how the games have out I'm I'm and, and the kids get to meet up on each other it's yeah it's yeah it's going to be a lot of fun so cool and I want
0: to see the new pool that's I'm always jealous of when they build a new pool so mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so on the other end of the age spectrum, spin lob. Uh, I think you even mentioned the schedule e- is either done or close to finished for for that big tournament. And uh, if we've got 10 and unders and 12 and unders on one side, then we've got all these old geezers on the other side. So t- t- what what can you tell us about any progress we've made with that?
1: No. Oh, yeah, the spin lob tournament is coming up February 1 and 2 at the UT Swim Center in Austin. It's going to have 20 men's teams and 10 women's teams. All men's and women's teams, there's no youth teams at all. Um, I think on the men's side, like you have teams from a NIAC and O-Club alumni in Newport. On the women's side, it's NIAC and O-Club, LA Athletic Club in Dallas, who have all had strong women's teams and men's teams. So it's going to be very competitive up and down the line. I mean, there's other events that are going on in the zone, too. I think some teams are finishing up January kind of with some game days. You know, in both Houston and North Texas, right? um, There's the Caltown Stampede, I think, on February 8th and 9th, um, up in uh, uh, up in Southlake, and then that's for for the age group kids. And then we have in late in late February, there's going to be the Thunder Spring Invite for the eighth grade and sixth grade and under kids. That's after the high school season gets started. Right. That that's also the same weekend as where you'll be out um, in nationals in late February. So
0: right. for the, o- yeah. for the ODP nationals. So. Correct. The ODP national championships, the, um, the, um, uh, what was I going to say the, 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 um, the, Oh, I I'm getting feedback from parents about like, well, what is this all about? Why, why are these tournaments in the spring, you know, so dedicated to these younger age groups. And it is, it is really almost treated like a middle school season, which I think is fantastic. That's, I, I love that.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. I mean, yeah, I mean, dot, like the high school kids, they're they're finishing up with their high school swim seasons here either this upcoming weekend or the or you know with districts the weekend after, and then and then regionals uh the weekend of February first and second, and state kind of two weeks after that. That's swimming championships, and then it goes immediately into high school sw- into the high school water polo season. So yeah, I mean, I think we've done a very good job here where it's like the clubs. They might practice with their older kids, but they don't really compete because there's really no time for them to compete because a lot right. of these high school kids are playing every weekend and games during the week. Yep. Um, and that's and that's, you know, throughout the state. So there's like three or four different tournaments during the uh, springtime that are kind of focused on the eighth grade and sixth grade and fourth grade and under kids, which is needed. Um, it's just an opportunity to kind of kind of kind of kind of focus on them in club water polo um the high school kids have their season this is that this is an opportunity to have a middle school season and then it ends with tags at the end of april so exactly. which is the texas age group state championships which is the eighth grade sixth grade, and understate champs so yeah that's
0: so cool I'm, I, when that came out uh, it hasn't been around for that long right the t- tags tag swimming has been around for a long time i thought that was such a great idea because it is oh. it's that middle school championship you know that,
1: that will you will know, well, tags yeah tags will first start in fall of
0: 2007. Okay, ten over 10 years. I didn't know that. Yeah, did you start yeah, it? I did. Of course you did. Didn't need A long even, time ago. Didn't even need to ask. Um, long time ago. Okay, Joe, we have to do one more break. Double team. Deflection. Ball's loose. Yaustra. Ball game. Hey,
1: this is Jesse Smith, recent Pan Am gold medalist. I was just checking out Texas Water Polo from the TX Water Polo Podcast. Also, you can check out the website. You can follow me at
0: gosmithnow.com. Thanks, guys. James and Joe, this is going to wind things up here. Uh, We'll cover a couple items. But really, the the high school season, that's coming right around the corner. Um, I've already started submitting calendar items for the West Region and Central Texas. So we have tournaments on the schedule already. Um, and that's, that stuff has largely been done in the much more mature areas down in, uh, in the Houston and Dallas and up in Dallas. Um, but before you know it, these first games are going to be taking place. We talked about the uh, high school swim season coming to an end, to an end, thankfully. And so here we go. The water polo season's right around the corner
1: yeah and i'm and i'm looking forward to the, like the different things that we're going to do with this podcast and the tx water Pool website and such you know uh you know rankings and coaches polls and a lot we of a, a lot of interviews this is what you tell me so and I have no idea and kind of players of the weeks and stuff like this so it's going to be it's going to be a fun um kind of a high school season and i'm looking forward to it
0: it's it's uh one of the things that I always wanted to do with both Total Water Polo and TX Water Polo was uh, was um I know that's a sort of blanket statement like ha- having engagement but really what I'm looking for is input from say coaches or fans about who are the good teams because Even even I um, in Central Texas am not really able to see what goes on during what I would call the regular high school season, not the postseason in Houston or Dallas. We don't really travel that much. So who are the good teams like the, the, the good teams play one another or they tend to. But even better than that is is to. Um, get the input of coaches who see all these teams so that we know who they think is the best in the entire state not just in their own region so i'm, I'm really looking forward to doing those kinds of rankings
1: yeah and, um, and i mean i'm looking forward to almost every week having like a little have a different segment kind of focused on on kind of high school and talking about the rankings and talking about the kids that yeah yeah that did well the teams that did well i mean still we're still going to be talking about club and uh and, and austin college girls and and everything else that that's going on out there but um this is the high school season so i mean it's it's, it's kind of like everybody's trying to do a better job here this spring because of because of the ual coming in fall of 2021 i think
0: i think you know we can do a, a like an awesome job with it as well so yeah so coaches get ready you're going to get an email from us about um participating in this in, in a in probably an ongoing weekly poll almost like a CWPA or some other organizations who do that. Um, I know that we're interested uh, especially you in doing interviews of people who are involved in the sport, not just here but elsewhere. But obviously, in the midst of the high school season, it's a good time to grab people to find out how things are working out at, at the prep level. And then player of the week, I'm hoping that we can do that. Um, again, that's going to require the feedback of people who get to watch these games. So we're going to ask for, for your interaction in that regard. And then finally, we'll have some TX water polo gear out there soon. So stay tuned for that. And maybe even a a couple games streamed here or there too. So yeah, so you're we we sort of buried the lead. Um, it, there's there's nothing finalized about it, but there it is entirely possible that we'll be streaming from uh, from some of the the big tournaments this this coming year. so um, i'm I'm. Petrified and excited by that idea. Um, it's something that we've wanted to try. Both of both you and I have done podcasts before. I did mine with Greg Masquel when um, USA Water Polo came to South uh, to uh, Louisville a couple of years ago. It was really fun, but it was nerve-wracking because I actually feel like I need to do a little bit of research before I, um, I do that. And I was really lucky to find a coach who shall remain nameless to tell me about. All the other teams that the United States is playing, but uh, but yeah, this this kind of thing where I actually have to have notes in front of me that makes me nervous. Well, that's all good,
1: and we can and we always we obviously show everybody that we do this without notes. So there you
0: go, so clearly, so and, obviously. Uh,
1: and uh, but you know, there's also but in the meantime, before the high school season gets pushed off, you know, Austin College is starting soon. You know, to, and then we have a ton of other ends, yeah, of NCAA players on on about what 10 different teams out there on right. both east Coast and west coast so I think we're going to be talking about that here in the next couple of weeks um as well as a, a lot of these events that are going on like uh, like a recap of, of the dare to dream a preview of the upcoming spin lob so I'm
0: I am very excited it's, yeah it's 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 gonna be a good 2020 so we got to get mark lawrence back on here because he's got to explain to me where's the schedule i want to see the schedule for this uh, uh, upcoming season um i punched it up and i like wait a minute this looks for, oh there's actual results here that's from 2019 so i'm looking forward to seeing what they they got coming this season i know it's going to be challenging i've got um a couple of uh, people telling me what's going on in there and that team is going to be really fun and interesting to watch
1: of course yeah yeah it, yeah yeah it, yeah, it, yeah, it's all gonna be fun so all right
0: all right we wrapped another one up I, so um you know it's hard to believe that we actually still do this nonsense, but um, so far we've gotten good enough feedback that we'll just keep churning them out. So uh, welcome back to Texas, Joe. Thank you, and I'll see you this weekend, James. All right, very good. That's all for us. Go to TXWaterPolo.com to listen to us, to find us on social media, to leave comments. and uh, But for t- today, we're done. And thanks to all of you for listening and telling a friend about TX Polo Podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin. Yeah.